house of miracles. It's scary though, way. Eh? <laughs> Sorry if I keep crying. I don't know what's going on. It's just, uh, it's just normal church stuff, right? Grown man, 50-year-old crying in the front of the room. So, uh, and you have to put up with it. <laughs> that's pretty bold, eh? That is pretty bold. And it, that scared me a lot. And I'm like, oh, House of Miracles, that's a bit of a, that's a, bit of a statement. This place has been prophesied over, we've, we've seen it, um, we've felt it, and we know that, that God wants to do something special in this house as he does with all of us and all our houses. For this house in particular, we want to, we, we're going to put a call on God's character, because Ophelia wants us to test him in a way to be bold and enough, because I can't do that. Do you know what I mean? You can't do that. So that's why I'm scared, right? Because it's not in my control. You know, what if we don't have any miraculous stuff happen this year? You know, we weren't a house of miracles. You know, we were claiming all this stuff. You know how churches do? We give ourselves a name and then we become the opposite of our name. You know, we're Grace Church, you know. All of a sudden the next week there are the least Grace Church you've ever seen. You know, or it happens over time. And I'm just, this is like what we see in churches, you know. Oh, we're a kingdom church. And then the last thing you see is any sign of the kingdom when you show up, you know? We don't want to be a room or a house that's like that. We, I, want to, I want us to be a house of miracles. Um, we are miracles. You are miracles. We are all miracles. We are seeing miracles. We want to see miracles. We want to see miracles in every single thing we're doing during the year. We're looking for the smallest miracle, and we're saying, thank you, Jesus. That was you. And then when you do that, I believe that he will just go, oh, you, thought, you think that's a miracle? Check this out, okay? So um, anyway, that's what we what we um, proclaim over this house this year. Do you like that? We all like that. Does it scare you a little bit though? It's okay if it does. Some of us not. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Deb's like, it's a wimpy. No, no. <laughs> we could do better than that. So. Um, so I'll catch up on a little bit of what we've been up to because a lot of people have been hearing here and there what's been happening with Nikita and I because we had a bit of talk. Um, so anyway, we, um, we went to Golden Bay on holiday and we um, had an amazing time there. And it was funny because I was just one, I was like, I'm going to hit next year so well. I'm going to be, I'm in my Bible and I'm doing all the good Christian-y things. And I'm going for walks with the headphones in, listening to the Bible app and I'm getting through Luke and I'm getting through all the different ones and... And went all the way through Acts, and I'm smashing things. I'm thinking, this is going to be awesome. Nikita's in her Bible. She's doing all, you know, she's saying, have you heard this? And she's reading stuff out to me. And, oh, my God, I just read this. And she read amazing stuff out to me all the time. And then I had a, had a time where I was just like, I got on my phone and chilled out, and I'm just flicking through TikTok. It's like, <laughs> has anyone else had a Christmas holiday like that? Where you just felt felt like you were just like, you, were, you had all these plans and design to be this holy you know, I'm going to be so good for you, Lord. You watch out. They had nothing on what I am, you know. I'm so righteous, you know. Like, like, like we are righteous. Like it's not his righteousness. It's either got anything to do with it. So, um, so, yeah, I just want to address the elephant in the room. There might be some people in this room right now that feel like they are even um, feel bad for even being in this room right now, um, feeling like a bit of a fraud. Sometimes the enemy likes to make you think you're a fraud when it's actually what he's done for us, not with what we've done for him. You know, we might have been naughty in some way, you know. 
we might have been naughty in some way, whatever that way is for you. And when I say that, you can already, you're, you can feel the sting of that, of that naughtiness. And, and straight away, the enemy's just going like, you see, you're so unworthy of being, especially me, I'm supposed to be someone in charge of this place, you know? It doesn't make any sense, does it? And, but God is good. His character is so amazing. He is such a loving God. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about that. He can fix that stuff. He can work on you. The Holy Spirit can work on you all the time. But when you're in those moments, he's actually with you at the same time. And he's just going, hey, I've got something to tell you. And you're thinking, oh, he's going to say something. Oh, he's going to let me know. He's going to let me have it. He's like, I love you. I love you. Honestly, he's such a good God. And so, so that, was our, that was our experience. It was quite funny. And I'd catch up with Keita and she'd be this. She's just so angelic, eh? She's like, hi. I, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I went and prayed. Whereas I'd be, I woke up at three in the morning and went and watched Netflix, you know? And, and I'm just like, oh, and she says, you should pray about that, you know? And so uh, luckily I've got an amazing wife that keeps me in place. But uh, So I thought I just wanted to, I felt like God wanted us to, just wanted me to let, to let some, someone here know and maybe a lot of us here to know that that's okay. You know, he's such a good God. He is so loving. He will, his answer is, he's always like the prodigal son, right? Arms wide open. I, I don't care what you've just done. I just want you. I just want you. I'll do anything for you. I already have. I've paid a big price for you, you know? Whew. Just to get our hearts right. So you're forgiven. It's the grace, of the, the gospel of grace, the gospel of forgiveness, it's the good news. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. You know, there's people out there that I know there's, you know, there's a lot of people that come from that angle that you need to sort your behavior out. And, and yeah, we are responsible. And there is, there's, there's, there's effects to sin. There's effects to things that we do on this earth. But as believers, we are no longer slaves to sin. You know, we belong to him. And we are forgiven. He's wiped our slate clean as far as he's concerned, thanks to the blood of Jesus. So um, so I just felt that that's something we, we needed to start. And then I'm like, okay, Lord. Oh, I've got some cool testimonies um, that I'll quickly share as well. But um, should I do that? I'll do that now. So, so I'm a musician. I play in bars. And so I spend a lot of time in places that, you know, most believers, it's, some believers would think of as a horrible thing probably. Maybe some people here. Um, and so I'm out in the bars with Nikita sometimes playing with her when that, or in a band. And so we're in this en environment where you're encountering all sorts of different people. And, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I, I, I'll have a drink. I'll have a beer. I, I've played in Irish bands for years. I'll have a Guinness with someone. I don't get carried away. But, um, but I have a great time socializing with people. And it's amazing the people you meet and the conversations you have when you've got a Guinness in your hand and they say, so what do you do? And I'm like, and I, well... Happened to, you know, be a, be a, I guess, a pastor of a church, you know, and I actually say it quite proudly, and I love the reaction. You know, I'm in, a, I'm in a quite a luck, lucky role, whereas I get to shock people a bit, because they don't expect it. They look at me, and they think, you? And then, you know, you have another swig of your, I'm not condoning alcoholism, by the way, and, but this is what I want to talk about, being led by the Spirit. We've all got a, we've all got a unique call, and what might be good for me might not be good for you. You need to ask the Holy Spirit. You need to ask and you need to be led individually, you know? We all have an individual fingerprint for a reason. It's unique. 
We have, an, we have a unique relationship with our own father. And so sometimes he might, say, he, he might say to you, you can't drink. You're not allowed to ever drink again, you know? He might say to Nikita, you can have a glass of wine on occasion. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's different. Might say to someone else, you go for it. You like, um, you know, it might be coffee. It could be anything. It could be anything he's asking you to put down. And, it's, and, he, and sometimes we put down things thinking he wants it because it's, it seems righteous. But we need to check ourselves on that sometimes. We need to check ourselves on that. It's a very unique relationship. Some people even might be like, you need to be vegetarian. Someone else might be, you need to be carnival. Someone else, he might be like, who cares? Eat what you want. Do you, do you know? It could be, eat, eat everything you see. Who cares, you know? Someone else might be say, don't get the vaccine. Ooh. Someone else might be, get the vaccine. We don't know, right? So it's anyway, just to get to the, to the, the led by the spirit thing. So anyway... <laughs> Is this controversial already? I don't think we are. I hope we're not. So, um, so we, were, uh, we had this, I'll share this one testimony. Um, there was many because you just get to meet people in places and ha- you get to minister to people when you're out in the real world. It doesn't happen as much in a room like this because you have to already be in the room. And by that stage, you're probably already having a conversation with God. You're probably already having your own conversation, in which case it's already there. But out there, there's not a conversation going on a lot of times, you know. And you are the conversation, you know, when you turn up and you're in front of them. So we had this amazing night. Um, so if some people don't know, my, uh, my niece passed away in the, in the holidays. She's 44, and she was beautiful. She was in, a, in the financial arena in Christchurch. She was very successful. She just met the man of her dreams in the last uh, two years. And got four years, sorry, four years. Got engaged to be married. He's an incredibly awesome guy. Um, she got uh, found she had some problems with her stomach, got diagnosed in November that she had uh, cancer in the stomach, had the scans and stuff going on. She just, uh, I think they went away on holiday, came back, the results came in, and it was way uh, worse and more dire than they realised. She'd gone downhill a little bit. Um, basically, it was, like, it was like, you need to get your affairs in order. Um, they put her onto chemotherapy, and then she just tanked. And then but we went, um, she had a wedding organised, so what was, was it last week on... So the Friday just gone was the wedding day that they had planned. Um, but she passed the week before, maybe a week and a half before. And so, but we had, we pulled the wedding forward. We, she pulled the wedding forward and then Nikita and I went there and we, we thought we'll come and play for your, for the wedding. Uh, and so we had this amazing day where she was. She, unfortunately her liver had shut right down. So, so she had no, basically no functioning in the liver. She was completely yellow. Um, and she's very much a person who holds herself in a way she carries herself in a way. It's, she's very beautiful. She's always been that. So it was it was very hard for her to, to step out in front of everyone because she'd been hidden away for a long time because she was just couldn't bear to talk to people. Plus she was struggling to, with the energy. But she man, she was a strong girl. Though eh? she would stu- she stood up there in, her, in the wedding. She barely said a word. Um, she she um, came out there. She looked amazing. Did the photos. Would go back for a little sleep. She was. We did it at her house in the end. It was going to be here in Nelson. We did it in her house. Had a beautiful time. It was actually very, very intimate with uh, maybe 20 people. Um, and they just laid it all on for that time. So we had an amazing moment. Got to meet her husband and get to know him. And he was an amazing guy. Turns out he's into his Irish bars and stuff in the day. And he knew me from those days and knew people we knew. And so these guys, we just hit it off. You know when you meet someone, you're just like, you've just met another brother or you've met another sister, you know? 
And so him and his brother had come over from Australia as well to be there. So we had this amazing time. And we said, well, we're going out to this bar because um, some family were there. And we, my upbringing was state housing, um, boarded up windows, you know, lawns that weren't mowed. That was my where I grew up. And, um, and so his upbringing was a bit different. So he was, he's the head of a financial firm that does real high-risk investments with, we're talking multi-millions of dollars. And, um, and he's up, they're drinking the finest champagnes and things like that. But we had a mate of ours that had this bar called Sharky's Bar in Christchurch. And it was his dream to own a bar. And, so, and he was from our neighbourhood. And so all the, there was a big reunion of all the people from our neighbourhood went to that spot. Um, and we had a great time. And, and these guys, they, I, I said, do you want to come along? And they're like, yeah, why not? And I'm thinking, well, I have to prepare them for what they're about to see. Because, you know, because some of the people in that bar might have teeth, you know? So we, let's do this, you know? Like, <laughs> so, so we went there, and it was actually, and, and they were amazing. These guys just got right into it. And we had a great night. We, we got up, and Nikita and I got up and sung some songs because it was a stage with a band, and we got played some music for everyone. And it was just an awesome moment because we needed it. God needed to be in that place. And now we prayed on the way in because we prayed, we, we pray, um, we pray to prepare a place that we're about to step into because we're stepping into an environment that's not necessarily a, a place where it's normally quite healthy. But I tell you what, God was in that room, eh? It was amazing. The, the, there was nothing, there was no drama, which is really unique for my family and for my background. There's always drama. There was no drama. It was just good times, fellowship, and some real cool conversations coming up. People wanting to know deeper and leaning in. What's, so, so tell me about why you came to be faith, and what is that about? Because they know me from my past. They don't know this, this the new version of me. Still the same guy to, ex, to an extent, but really cool to, for them to see an aspect of that. So great to minister into that. Anyway, later on, we ended up at this Irish bar, which was the plan, and basically the place pretty much closed as soon as we got there. We had like one Guinness, and, and, it was, and, the, and the band finished, and it was about time to go. So anyway, the guys were all leaving. I went off to the toilet, and there was a, for some reason there was a guy there um, who, who had an earring, and it was um, there was a cross dangling from a young guy. And I said, um, I was washing my hands, and I was like, "Oh, hey, are you a, are you a believer?" And which was just pretty random, right? I just I don't normally just go up to people and say, "Are you a believer?" Um, but I saw the cross, and he was like, "Oh, I had an accent," and he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, I'm, I don't mean to be offensive, but." Uh, uh, and it was so strange. He went from that to straight away just pouring his heart and soul out. And he says, oh, now you, you, when I, he says, when I'm really struggling. I'm going through a hard time right now. That's, he went straight to that. So this is what happens when you carry Jesus around with you. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone, by the way. I was just having a good time drinking Guinness and yelling out Irish songs. So I wasn't doing, I wasn't worshipping and levitating off or anything crazy, right? I was just being me because that's who you are. And I wasn't feeling particularly anointed. I was just having a good time. So it's not about how you feel. It's just literally you could just be the person that God's going, I'm going to put Jesus in front of this person right now because this person needs me. So this guy was, turns out, no, just turns out he was suicidal. And he'd just gone through a massive breakup. He couldn't understand it. He had a girlfriend of seven years, had cheated on him. He'd found out about it, absolutely broke his heart. And he really didn't know where he was at right now. And he, he was trying to, and he just, I was like, wow. And then he just, and then he put his, rolled his sleeve up, and on his arm was a whole bunch of scars on, on one arm. And, I, and straight away, I didn't even know what I was, like, I, I didn't think or prepare anything. I just said, I said, look at that. 
See, God loves you so much, and look how resilient you are. See, look, you've got all those cuts on your arms, and look, you're still here. Look how powerful you are. Look how amazing you are. Look how strong you are. And he looked me in the eyes, and he said, no one's ever told me that. And he, he had this look of bewilderment because he, I think because I, I believed, I felt the Holy Spirit was talking to him. I felt God was reaching in and saying, you're my son, and I see you. And I said, you're going to get over this, aren't you? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I am. And I said, you are so resilient. You are such a strong. I said, God loves you so much. He sent me to come and talk to you. Did you know that? And he was like, oh, I've never thought about it like that. And then, and then Nikita was coming because we all, all the guys are waiting outside. What the, where's Mark gone? You know, and I was just going to toilet. <laughs> Nikita said to me later on, she said, I said to them, that he's probably just prophesying to somebody. <laughs> it's not how I roll at all. I don't prophesy all the time, but she... She just knew prophetically that I was probably prophesying over it. So anyway, I got pulled out. Oh, so don't know what happened to that guy in that situation. But anyway, that's just an example of how Jesus, like, and I'm sure you have examples of that too, right? But I'm just being led by the Spirit, and wherever I go, I'm not, I'm not condemned. I'm not condemned. I'm a son. I'm a son. Not because I'm awesome. It's because of who he is. I'm just recognizing who I am, same way you're recognizing who you are. You're a son and you're a daughter. You're an ear. You're an ear. It's amazing, isn't it? Isn't it amazing when you get a revelation of that? It's amazing. So, so anyway, just the, just the beauty of our salvation. Isn't that amazing? Just the gift of our salvation is incredible. And so, I, uh, so there was, I was talking about the condemnation, you know, of me flicking through TikTok and feeling very unholy and, you know, just looking at all crappy videos on whatever little thing that was going on in the world and kind of getting sinking into this crappy feeling and I'm like there's a condemnation that can come in right the enemy wants to come in and tell you what a what a piece of garbage you are in that moment and and I'm like well so what I want to I want to talk about um condemnation so I'm like okay Lord where is that in the Bible I know it's in there there's no condemnation in Christ and it's Romans 8 so and I was like okay cool Romans 8 I'm going to preach a bit on Romans 8 good I'm going to get some biblical stuff in there let's do some good juicy stuff which we'll do in a second and then um, the other aspect was, was um, I was going, okay, Father, what do we want to, what do you want to do with everyone this year? It's the beginning of the year, and and he said um, he kept coming up. Actually, over the whole time in the holidays, he kept he kept coming up that he wants to have people that are led by the Spirit. You are led by the Spirit, and so I started thinking about that. What does it look like when you've got a whole community of people that are led by the Spirit? Remember, I said earlier about that uniqueness. It's a unique. It's a unique relationship you have with the Father. It's as unique as your thumbprint. It's a unique relationship that you have with your Father. So when you're led by the Spirit, that's what I was saying before. You can, you can think you're doing something good and holy. I've done this, by the way. I've thought, I'm going to bless this family. I'm going to give them all this whatever, you know. I've done this before, and, I, and yes, it is a good thing, and God will. Uh, he loves it when you bless people, but he... I went back to him, and I'm like, see that good thing I did, Lord? This is early on, right? And, and he said, I never asked you to do that. And so that's a bit scary, right? And he goes, yeah, but it's a good thing. He goes, yeah, I know it's a good thing. I never asked you to do that. He said, I want you to be obedient. I love you to be obedient. He said, someone else can do it. I've got other people to do that for me. I want you to do other things. I don't want you to waste your resources and your time and your energy on something that's not, that's not of me. Yeah? Is that good? 
So what would it look like to have a whole year of 2024 if everyone in this room, 100% led by the Holy Spirit? I'm not just talking one Sunday or when you're reading your Bible and getting into the Word. I'm talking about when you're in your business or you're at your job, no matter how what you think of your job, that you're still being led by the Spirit. You're being led by the Spirit, you know? I'm not talking about being a slave to the Spirit. We're not slaves to the Spirit, yeah? We are just complete. We're partnering with the Spirit and doing awesome things. I'm talking about with your finances, amen? I'm talking about with your finances of the people in this room, talking about spiritually being led by the Holy Spirit. We were given a beautiful gift, and that is the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit is in us. We all have access to that. Sometimes we deny that. Oh, I'm not hearing him. I can't feel him. Remember I said earlier about the time where you, 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 just because you might not be, it's in the way maker. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working, right? I love that, they, that we sung Waymaker today. I was just like, oh, you're so good, Lord. We're all, we're all listening to the same God, eh? So um, anyway, there was, hundred, there was hundreds of testimonies. But that's the other thing is being led by the Spirit. I'm, I'm like, okay, so Lord, where in the Bible does it say being led by the Spirit? And then in Romans 8, it's the same thing. So let's just, um, I'm just going to read out Romans 8. So one um, 1 to 17. I'm just reading from the NIV at the moment. Um, so life through the Spirit. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, boom, right away, for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Right away, right there. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. That's how much he loves us. He wants relationship. He wants to, he, why would he go through all this stuff? Is it just to punish us because we've been naughty children? You know, let's not, we, he goes through these things because he wants to have a relationship. Now, relationship is both ways. Sometimes we think relationship is, what do you want me to do, Lord? That's part of it, right? What do you want me to do? And he's like, and then the next day, well, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, help me what do with this. Help me do that. Lord, help me do this. And he's like, sometimes he's just like, can you just hang out? Can we just hang out? There's an element, there's a, there's a, I want to share with you uh, something I just learned this over this break that, that blew my mind about intimacy with God, and that is, Sometimes, if, if you have a deep relationship with God, he will share with you things that are for nobody else. So I got excited by that because I tend to share everything. God told me this. Check it out. You know? But sometimes we, have the, we need to have the maturity because sometimes he's like, that was just between you and me, bro. I just wanted to. And you go, well, why did you tell me? He goes, well, aren't you my friend? Here's a good question. This blew me away, this question. because So is God your friend? Yeah? Is God your friend? Is, is God a good friend? Might be different views on that, depending on what we allow him to be. Because you've got to allow friends in, don't you? How about this question? Are you a good friend to God? It's a tough one. It's a tough one, though, isn't it? You can answer it if you want to, and you can be yes and amen. But... That's a harder one, and I think I don't think I've done a good job of that, but I'd love to know what that looks like at, for this year for, for, to, to be a better friend. I'm not saying I'm, I'm the best friend of 
God that he's ever had. But you know how you have, the good example was the, the guy that was telling me about this, and I just, it was just so good. He said, now I'm a friend to my neighbor. He said, I went to my neighbor and he was cutting his trees, his hedges. So he jumped, so he said, look, do you want a hand? I'll give you a hand with the hedges. And he's like, yeah, cheers, mate. So he was helping his neighbor do his hedges. Now he said, I'm a good friend to my neighbor, but my friend is not a good friend. My neighbor is not a good friend to me. He's okay with that, but it's quite true, right? Sometimes God's doing all this stuff for him, but sometimes we're not having that intimacy with him. And I would love to know what that would like for you, be like for you on a personal level, what that would look like for you to have a personal relationship where he shares stuff. You know, when someone, a friend comes and they just want to tell you stuff, there's no result to it. It's just like, you know, oh, John came out of my house the other day and oh, God, no, he took his shoes off and it's like, I couldn't help it, but he just left them like Ryan in the corner of the room, and I kept having to move them, and you know, big deal stuff like that, you know. <laughs> and but that's just a relationship, right? And got sometimes, and you go, oh, do you want me to tell John about it? And he's like, no, no, I just want to talk to you about it. So I'm just, what I'm saying is, there's, there's, that's an intimacy. It's a different type of intimacy. Yes, he will share with you things that are amazing, yeah, like you know, put fifty thousand dollars into Bitcoin tomorrow, go, you know, or whatever it is that he wants to do. <laughs> But uh, it might not be that. We've lost a bunch of people. We just lost a bunch of people right there. He definitely didn't tell me that. Are you telling me this, Lord? Are you t- do you think I should do that, Lord? I, that's not what he's saying right now. But next week. Next week. Um, so let me just carry on a little bit with the, with the word there. Oh, this is something else I learned. So I can't remember. I wish I'd written it down so I could tell you where I got it from. But So I, th- I don't know if it's Aramaic or Hebrew, but the original, me- the word... The word, the word, the translation of that is the message. So when people say, you need to get into the word, a lot of people think of this massive Bible, you know, that you, that you drag out and it's, you get the bus to load it off and beep, 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 this massive Bible and you've got to read the Bible, right? Yes, the Bible. The Bible contains the word. The Bible contains the message. So when someone says you need to get into the word, you want to get into the message. If we replace that right now, this is, I think it's a great way to think about it. Get into the message. Don't get into the, just the Bible because the Pharisees knew the Bible better than anyone and they didn't even see Jesus when he was standing right in front of them. Now, that's not, don't read the Bible. Let me get that right. It's the opposite. It's like get into it and find the message. What's the message in the Bible? What is the message? The message of Jesus Christ. So let's just have a bit more of that message here. Um, I got, forgot where I got up to. Um, let's carry on from five. Uh, those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on what is the spirit desires. So when we hear that, sometimes we think, oh, the flesh, oh, the flesh, right? I, don't, I do that. Every time I read it, I think of, oh, my flesh, yeah, my, oh, my flesh. He's, he's talking about the spirit. We take away that bit and we actually realize he's focusing us on the spirit. We need to focus on what is good. And that's what he's talking about, of the spirit. Just a little mind thing there. The mind governed by flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God, does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of flesh. This is you. This is you guys. But are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. This is not this room. 
But if Christ is in you, this is us, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus, sorry, I'm getting messages coming through there, who gives, is that you, Keita? <laughs> if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus, she's saying, finish, sum up. <laughs> Uh, of him raising Jesus uh, dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. This is the bit I was going to get to with the other part of what I was talking about. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put, death, uh, you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. Say it again, just that bit. For those who are led by the Spirit of God, it's you and me, are the children of God. I want to be a child of God, led by the Spirit. That's basically where we're going to with this year and with this house of miracles. Because how do we get to that? You know, we're led by the Spirit. We're led by the Spirit. Miracles will happen. 